0: Hi folks, welcome to the Jock and Journo show for another week. Uh, we've got the great man, Braden Cox. He's been gallivanting around the world for the past month. It's uh, great to see you back, Cock. Are you a little a little tubbier than when we saw you last time? You've had a good time in New York. How are you, buddy?
1: Uh, I spent plenty of time in the paddock, uh... I've definitely gone up a couple weight divisions. It's, it's it's not
0: great. You missed a great podcast with Jared Ruffhead, the Hawthorne champ, uh, who was in here uh, last time. Cruelly dropped once again by uh, Alistair Clarkson. We're well, feel he for you. He wasn't dropped, mate. He uh, had ribs. As if he had sore ribs. Sore ribs. If he had
2: sore ribs, he'd be playing. Do you reckon well, sore ribs? sore ribs was code for broken. Sore. Mm. Uh, if he had thought of that? Do you reckon teams are honest with their injury sheet? Anyway, if, keep going. If
0: he had sore rib, you reckon, nah, Clark, I'm not playing this week, mate. I've got, got a bruised ribs?
2: rib. What about if they were broken? You ever had broken Strange ribs? A Have you played with broken ribs? Yeah, but I haven't uh, had a couple of broken oh, ribs. Oh, next, oh, next just level just tough. Goal, yeah, but, And yeah. he's a key position player. <laughs> the That's the
0: voice time. of the five-time All-Australian, five-time Best and Ferris winner, three-time Anzac Day medalist, Scotty Penderbury. How are you, mate? Very well, thanks. How are you? Tough week for you, bros. Yeah,
2: okay? Yeah, I'm fine. You're right. I've, um had worse weeks in my life. That wasn't the um worst football game I've been a part of, so it's been worse than that. It's so. pretty it's pretty bad. Yeah, well <laughs> <laughs> unlike unlike the wasn't media, Jay Z. Oh, well, we don't we ride the wave. <laughs> don't you? No. So we're not as yeah. you know, we're not flag favourites if we win oh, one and we're not wooden okay. sprinters if we lose one. So like you like to anoint a side every yeah. second week. They're the new flag favourite, and oh. can anyone beat this side? Nice. Oh, it's not how we do it, mate. I saw your senior coach Nathan
0: Buckley in a couple of press conferences, and he was Mark Ocalupo up there on the big wave <laughs> surfer. He was flat, yeah. flat as attack with the uh, with you. Oh, well, most of it? us were pretty flat after the game because yeah. we played poorly. Mate, I want you up. That's all.
2: You, you, you I'm fine, just, mate. Uh, I, the sun come up the next day. Yeah, I was right to go. The, the, okay, that's good. Bloody um,
0: embarrassed. Yeah, a bit embarrassed. So you've had
1: bloody embarrassed.
0: Yeah. He's soft too. Well, that, the, oh, when he oh, said, that though, we jumped out of... You don't oh. often hear a coach say that, that his troops jumped out of the way of contact. Didn't that was that. the. that. Mm. He was like that, obviously, you too. Mate, <laughs> 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 hey, just for the record, I couldn't jump out of the way quick enough. Let's yeah. be clear. Have you want to talk about the game and the past fortnight? Because you've been... Average for the past fortnight, to be honest, Scott. In fact, if you actually go back to like, back to round seven, there have been some issues arising.
1: Why didn't you bring it up at round seven?
0: And you may, he might leave here if we keep. Who'd going. be playing round seven? Port was it? Uh, since then, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Since then, there's a little flat, mid-season floods, but hey, you don't have to be June champions, all right? Firing.
2: I'm just asking who we played in round seven. I've yeah. been away for three it's weeks. Port. So yeah. where,
1: where's Collingwood on the ladder now? You must be what ninth or tenth.
2: I think we're fighting for the number one draft pick at the moment. <laughs> so um, I'm just going to scan through my phone and see who we played in round seven. Keep going. I'm we're going to talk listening. about
0: a couple of things, um, including an interesting story in the Herald Sun um, this week. But are you are you you said something before about catching public transport for the first time this week. Is it right? Round seven, we played Port Adelaide. Yeah. So so since then, p- the public transport. Yeah. Thing, Do you own a Mikey card? No.
2: Um, but
0: have you been outside of your
2: what what, car no, are you, well, well, what I, luxury
0: car are you driving no, these days no. so
2: when i was um 17 i moved to melbourne and daisy mm-hmm. had a car so he took me around everywhere mm-hmm. and i caught the train back to sale when i wanted to go back yeah but then i was 18 and had a car mm-hmm. fortunate enough to be able to buy one so yeah. never really had to get on a train and now where i live now in Elwood, i've want like for some reason i've just had a bit of an urge lately to Mix with the people I want to try and get To training via, Become a common man Yeah Get to training Via public transport So yep. I have to jump On the tra- train mm-hmm. No tram yep. I was having a look today Because I was like If I could just get on the one Down in Ackland Street but That's going to take me Nowhere near where I need to go yep. So I don't have to walk Up my street um, mm-hmm. I don't see how long It takes me It takes me about 20 minutes Usually via yep. My vehicle So mm-hmm. see how we go yeah. I reckon I'll, I reckon I've got to Probably allow an hour Would you say Yep. Take me like 10 minutes to walk there, <laughs> yep. jump on the tram, yep. all the way to like St Kilda Road side of the tan and yep. then walk around to training.
1: Yeah. Do you reckon yep. it's going to be harder than playing a game of footy?
2: Yeah, I'll, no doubt I'll get lost or mm. jump on the wrong tram or get off one yeah. stop too early. I love
1: it when footballers try to do normal people stuff. Yeah. 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 It doesn't matter. I'm
2: a whiz in New York yeah. on the subway. Yep. I can get you wherever you need to go <laughs> quickly. My sisters right. would often jump on the tram or the subway there, and would be going the wrong way. And that's when I took over the reins. Well, but anyway, this, this is the uh, challenge for all uh, our fantastic
0: listeners. If you see Scott on any public transport or walking the streets one day next week, get a selfie with him and then tweet it to um, at Jock and
2: Journo, and um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about your experience yeah, or with just, him. Or just tag one of me, Jay, or Braden if you yep. can't do that, but. Yeah, grab a selfie that's with brilliant. me and take a photo check in that I'm going in the right direction yes. <laughs> and let me know where I need to jump off. Yeah, we're going to call this the Help
0: Scott pod because yeah, I don't yeah. reckon you'll make it on time. You better leave your house very early. How often do they run? Like every 10 minutes, 5 minutes? Yeah, about that. Trams, 10, 20, yeah, yeah. depending yeah. where you are. Yeah, That's a big miss if you miss, isn't it? It, it is a F- big 20. miss. Yes, these yeah. are real world problems for <laughs> people like Braden. I
1: feel like in your head you think it's just going to be empty as well mm. and you just get on and take a seat and just away yeah. you go.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's... No, I'll just chuck, it's never the, empty. just chuck the cans on and just listen to some music mm. and
0: yeah, you try and put you pull your cap down. If you sit next to Scott, strike up a conversation with him. Ask him about the performance of the weekend. He loves the chat. Absolutely. Yeah. he'll be up for the uh, chat about the weekend. Hey, um. Wrote a story this week, Scott. I and mean, this podcast can't always be about you. And um, it was a bit. Oh, I love this this tale, right? About this kid plays for in your brother's team. Yeah. Cooper Sharman, he plays for Ballin, coached by Rodney Eid Now, <clears throat> he is a suburban footballer who's trying to get drafted. And I reckon these days it doesn't really happen, does it? We draft out of the elite pathway programs, the under eighteen team, the VFL waffle, etc. But here's this kid dead set playing for Ballin. Yep. and I'm reliably told that he wears your boots. You're really <laughs>
2: reliably told because I told you <laughs> before the podcast started. But yeah, so when How, why, why we is this so, kid who I, you've never met so wearing really your boots? I'm the dots like last night. So yep. when I seen your article yep. and I took a photo because the ball and jumper, mm. I was like, I wonder if know who's this kid is. So yep. I sent it to my brother and I was like, Who's this kid? Thinking is it possible that's like a very similar jumper to ball one? And he said, um, it's Cooper? Mm. Yeah. He goes, "This um, Cooper. Um, it's the kid I told you about. He's a gun. And I said, oh, all oh, right. And he goes, yeah. he goes, yeah, it's the kid that I got you to get boots um, for that we can give him to wear. Because I think his boots were pretty shocking by the time when he got to Bournemouth and whatever. And so, so this so, t- talented kid from the New South Wales region. Yeah, he didn't- and just like his boots were just basically destroyed. And Krita said, like, do you have any spare boots or whatever? And we can give this kid so... I actually said to him last night, I was like, if he needs any more, because he's probably played half a season with them now, they might be a bit ragged. So let me know and I can get him some more boots. But that's then I joined the dot. So this kid that's a gun is the one that my brother asked for some boots for. And There you go. Anyway, I haven't watched too many Bournemouth games, so I can't really comment on if he's a good player or not. But What does your brother say? He reckons he's a gun. Yeah, he said, like, I told you. He said to me, he goes, I told you at the start of the year. I was like, man, I... Yeah. Not arguing with you here, but yeah, said so he's a gun, and um, I think he's doing a little bit of time with Oakley Charges. Yep, and then Ballman can get him back soon, I think, to play for them because they've critter reckons they've missed him when he hasn't played. Yeah, but he said he's a gun, and you would have no doubt that he'd be fine at AFL club. How great that a park footballer with a
0: trampoline leap, Rodney Ead says, who can mark it like uh, Jeremy Howe, sort of. Uh, could make it because he hasn't had he doesn't have the strength the fitness he hasn't done yeah. all the running so that, that stuff's going to come in an yeah, AFL yeah. system but when you can jump on the bloke on the top of bloke's heads yeah. and got the touch
2: and the footy IQ like Rodney Ede says then this is like the I recruit the beauty of having a guy like Rocket Two coaching in suburban footy is yeah. that if that was just you know Joe Blow coaching okay. Ball and he said this sort of stuff not yeah. really take notice but you've got an AFL coach there that says this guy can play that people will take take notice of him and I reckon the f- the football is coming back in vogue, like IQ and footy smarts, and mm-hmm. either the athlete who can run and can't kick. Yeah, definitely. Um, For the good.
0: Eight AFL clubs went and saw him. Eight AFL clubs went to a park game, a suburban game at yeah, the weekend.
2: They watched Blackburn balling. I think mm, Blackburn in the wet just won. Yeah, it would have been pretty shocking. Had a few snags. He um, before we get, he kicked to- a few snags.
0: Kicked three in the wet. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, took a nice contested mark.
2: Thanks. Anything else?
0: <laughs> I think you got to Joe the Goose as well, yeah, but that's okay. That's all right. He was best. best on against Noble Park a couple of weeks ago. It will be fascinating uh, to see if this guy, if he's picked in the top fifty players in the country, after playing park footy for the year and uh, regional footy New South Wales last year. Hey, yeah, Ben Cunnington. Can you believe this man has never been selected in the All Australian squad of forty? So at the moment, he's second on the AFL
2: coaches award. It's a debate for another day. <laughs> What do you mean? Well, not being selected in the All Australian, All Australian thing. forty. Yeah, but he should have been, but I mean that's a debate. Yeah. That selection process. So he's been itself. snubbed. He's been largely ignored, let's let's be honest. Is there a selector on the thing from North Melbourne? Or because the North Melbourne Alliance?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, do you reckon that you reckon their oh, bias? I don't know, what would definitely would help, wouldn't it? Club bias? Maybe. Interesting. Um Basic gun. Is he Tell me about his
2: physicality on the field? Um. Oh well. Yeah. He seems like farm sort of strong. Like, you know, like say a center bouncer. Most guys. Most guys at center bounces like try and get momentum and um, you know, like you win, run. A, win a body, win a body contest, yeah. and then like get off. Yeah. He's saying he just trying and get. Like, he just stands there, and it's like, <laughs> it's like wonder what the ball's going to go like three centimeters to his left, and it's he just stands there and just plonks there. You can't move him. Yeah. Like, he's that strong. Um. Yeah. And then his fend off is, it's like. Dusty's got a good fend off, but, you know, guys have been getting him a bit more than normal. Mm-hmm. And he tends to use his a lot more in open space. You know, he's already got the ball. Yep. Where you see Cunnington, he'll do like three in the same passage of play to get himself out of the middle of a pack. Like, his fend off, not one of our guys tackled him on the weekend. He got mm-hmm. out of that many. He's got the, the best fend in the game. Um, and, yeah, he's probably the form... Inside mid of the competition And you could see Against the Giants When they tagged him How much that took away From Norse Strengths Strengths around the contest And how much he sets them up And the other thing that He does do so well Is he's such an elite Decision maker with the ball Uh, He's a beautiful kick Just tends to always handball But when he wants to kick he's a beautiful kick And you know I think on the weekend He had 37 possessions Against us And went at 90% efficiency So um, And and most of his ball Is clearance or contested So that's ridiculous how do you meant
0: to defend fend off? So if I, fend, oh, I if I fended you off, what are you yeah. meant to do? P- push up, push yeah, down. No, you're
2: supposed to you're supposed to clear that arm. So just like, anyway, how? No, you clear it and like so you hit it back inside their body. Uh-huh. So it would drop the arm and then you tackle. But yeah, I don't know. I can't do it. I just get fended. I watch the ball too much. It's my problem. Because well, I the other thing he does as soon as he gets the ball is he cocks it like he's about to handball. Hmm. So, you think, where's this going to go? He buys himself a second, and then as you go tackling him, then he can fend you off. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I find it really hard to tackle. So, why did they bully you? <clears throat> why did you guys get bullied inside the contest? Why did you um, jump oh, out of the way? That bullied inside the contest. Did like, it feel like I a think, soft um, effort? No, well, I think this is sort of where, you know, everyone, when we talk about contested ball, everyone just thinks it's the midfield yep. battle. Um, yeah, you know, I think they won contested ball by nine. Melbourne beat us two weeks prior to that by like. 28 or 30 yeah but um, it's also the contest forward and um, forward of the ball behind the ball on the spread after a stoppage it's not just the stoppage stuff so yeah they were just more physical all night with their pressure um, and it looked like playing and I've watched the game back it was almost like contagious for them too once they got us a few times everyone sort of fed off that tails are up. we got we got more and more safe with the ball as their pressure ramped up we then started just Kicking it blindly Down the line Which then played into You know Taron and Scott Thompson And Jasper Pittard Was playing a really good game So we just got really safe Easy to defend And then
1: mm-hmm.
2: They had all this energy To hunt and pressure us And then all this energy To attack Because we weren't Wearing them out at all When, when we had the ball
0: So about my Saturday, Saturday night, I sat in the rain at the Hawthorne West Coast game on the boundary for Triple M's, totally drenched, three hours sat in the rain, went home, my family was away, so I had a bath, like a real warm warm bath, yeah, Yeah. to warm up, had dinner, and then sat on the couch with my Ugg boots, um, beef and rice. Sticky pork. (laughs) Beef (laughs) and rice, from where? (laughs) Uh, from like, What, a little Indian place? Uh, my mum actually made oh, it, to beautiful. be honest. Yeah, nice. she dropped that off for me. My, my family was out of town. Anyway, so I I'd put the Ugg boots on, I grab a blanket, I jump on the couch, and I watch your game. You and just insulated the house. What do you need the blanket for? It's still very cold. It's <laughs> a 120-year-old house. It is that cold. But And I did fall asleep there for a little bit. But from what I could tell of watching your game, Scott, <laughs> Yeah, it what, great. was that? That's a long way of getting there.
2: Good but leader. You know, Good leader. <laughs>
0: Here we go. Was that there were, didn't seem to be a lot of movement forward of the ball. So when you guys had the footy, it was you were hesitant with the footy because it didn't seem like your options forward of the ball had had space on their defenders. On oh, right?
2: a TV like what you've got, so you can see that.
0: On well, my I can't f- see that on my TV. On my 50-inch, you look stagnant ahead of the ball. So I just wonder whether the forwards – now, they need a little rocket? or
2: Yeah, well, as I said, I don't know how you can see that on TV because they usually just show where the ball is. But well, as I said, I watched the game back in my cinema cinema room at home. And right, yeah. <laughs> well, I'd had I three really beers had by time, so, you know. No, we were we – were, um, I think the, the, the thing with forwards is they rely on a bit of movement up the field too with the ball. So if you're just going back and kicking long down the line, mm-hmm. how can they really move? The ball carrier's not moving – Yep. Um, you know if we get say a handball through and it, we trigger out and we've got a bit of speed you almost force forwards to move for you someone yep. will lead someone will slide back Yeah, but when you're that stagnant forwards are sort of just stand there going I don't really know what we're going to do with the ball here we're probably just going to kick it long so I'll just get down the line and try and get mm. to that contest so because we're so slow when we won possession back or off clearance or whatever it was slow um, then there's nowhere really for the forwards to go like we gave North so much time to set up with how they want to defend and um, you know and I think I was saying to someone the other day is like, when you play as bad as we did, it's not just all on us. It's also like a bit of how they, how they attacked us and how they defended. I thought they were first class with don't, how they played. Don't start giving credit to well, the opposition. They're four, and, well, they're four, and one since Shory taken over, which would have them second on the ladder since he's mm. been there. They've made some slight adjustments to how they've played. Did you play with Shory? I played with Reese for well, two years, maybe I think. So on the uh, Rat Pack meter, where did, how did the score No, I think out it was town? like. I think he was four. A little bit in the rat pack, but more um, senior. I think his brother was Heath was more of a, a member. Oh, right. Um, four yeah. out of ten. Three yeah, out of I ten. I think the yeah what don't was know. Heath was know. seven or eight. Heath was a fully fledged member. Ten. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> Reese just ebbs and flows and does what he wants. Um so what is
0: the last one on this? What's the number one thing you gotta fix for the big game against Hawthorne on Friday night? What's top of
2: Nathan Buckley's whiteboard? Um Oof. move it quicker you said slime. no I just I think um, our ability to you know win win those contests because you've got to be able to win those first before you can even worry about win the contest structure and that's not just talking around the just around the stoppage mm-hmm. forward and behind the ball ground balls win the yeah win, the, win those balls get over to support yeah and then when we get that ball back go and play and if we don't get it if you know if we get over there to support we don't win it then we put yeah. pressure on but you, know, you can have the best game plan, structure, whatever you want, but if you can't mm. put the pressure on it and we missed a lot of tackles too against North, like oh, Simpkins. I that. Yep. Sidestep, Cunnington, Fender, Zeeble got through. So yeah. Just gotta clean up a few of our you know, a few of those little bits in our game and as you said, it's a big challenge with Hawthorne because they're a side have given us a lot of trouble for as long as I've been playing. I think I've won one of my last ten games against them. So mm. um, yeah, it's a yeah, we we see it as a really big game for us. And their hunt was on against West Coast. They, sh- they should have won that game. I watched that game. Mm. Thought they should have won. Shui was good late. Shui was unbelievable late. But I, th- I thought in that third quarter, their-, their second quarter was a little bit off. Yeah. Their third quarter, I think they kicked like five goals, seven or something. They yeah. probably had the chance to finish him and then left the they door convert. a little bit open for yeah. West Coast. So after
0: two sort of mediocre performances, I think your pre-game speech on Friday night, all the cameras, has got to be a real good one. Got to pull out one of your better pregame speeches. Yeah, well, if we're relying on that to get us over the line, we might already and be. You stopped. want a strong start, and I think in the pregame speech, you all get in the huddle. Yeah. You huddle up, the camera sort of flirts around the pack. I'll, look. I'll find it and give it a wink. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How are you going? But you start yeah. practicing
0: that. Hey, I set you a challenge uh, before this. Coco, join in if you want here, mate. Um, your top five on ballers. Do you have yours in or the is com- it just mine? In the competition. Yeah. Right? Non Collingwood players. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. in this is. This is, and this is mids, like mid on fielders. ballers, yeah. yeah. Not so this is a tribute to Ben Cunnington, yeah, yeah, because he doesn't get recognised. So we're going to recognise. Well, I'm going to recognise him here. Yeah, well. I haven't seen your list. You haven't seen my list. We're going to talk about the top five non-Collingwood on ballers in the competition, and you yeah. get to judge Coco who's got the better on ball group, right? I
2: okay. So do you want me to go first? Five only. You were well, you are the five times five times. So you yeah, started. So, off. um, well, yeah, I've got in my top five, and this it's is no ab- order. You got Cunnington. All right. Crips. I, I, I got. Shush. My list.
0: Well, I'm going to tick him off as I go. No, Hang on.
2: Cunnington. All right. Crips. Yep. Luke Shuey. Yep. Travis Boak. No. Nathan Fife. <laughs> no. <laughs> you,
1: why can't you put them in order? Yeah, Oh, <laughs>
2: because it's like it's splitting hairs.
1: You don't want to have fun games, do you? No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's disappointingly similar to mine, to be honest. I was hoping for a oh, few well, more this di- entertaining, A few more it? differences. Shut up, Coco. So I got Crip Up and Five Two. They're possibly obvious.
2: I think Ode to Ben Cunnington's gotta be in there after he's done. I've been a big fan of Ben Cunnington for years. How he plays. But because no fanfare gets it done. Yeah. And as I said before, like his disposal efficiency and all that stuff is elite and mm drives me mad we just worry so much about possessions in this game and actually don't look at effectiveness or disposal efficiency turnovers all that sort of stuff it's like oh he played a ripper he had 36 possessions it's like who cares if he (laughs) gives 10 of them back
0: he's never been in the best 40 players in the competition according to the All-Australian yeah that's a joke how many best and fairest has he won maybe at North he's he's, how good is
2: this he's won one and he's finished
0: second three times
2: yeah so that's top four and They've played in prelims and stuff years gone by so and yep. been around the mark. So he's in top four side doing that. The top – so the four of the five I had the same. Cripper, Fife,
0: Cunnington and Shuey. Shuey was enormous you in the last quarter. You only put Shuey in it because he played awesome on the weekend. That's he's on my list. He won the Norm Smith Medal yeah, know, against but you. Were like
2: you've been influenced by his weekend's performance, Mate, not body of work. I saw him. No, tear you guys a new no, one on the in no, the big dance is, in
0: September. Yeah,
2: yes, he did. But so no, you just put him in there. Not true. Who did you cross yeah. out? But the issue is <laughs> who would you cross you out? Cross out? Yeah. Who's your fifth? You had Boak,
0: yeah. right? It looks like yeah. Dusty. I, I would say that you would have to have Tim Kelly or Josh Kelly in there. Josh yeah, Kelly's Tim, been on a tear. Tim it, Kelly, magnificently yeah, skilled. Stiff. And I don't know, Tim Kelly's the f- favourite for the Brownlow yeah, medal now and he's leading probably, the AFL. Probably, sorry. Small, yeah. short, over, small oversight. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you do lists, isn't it? Unfortunately, yep. you forget one or two. So so we both left Danger and Dusty out. That's because I consider them
2: more forwards. Hybrids, I call them.
1: You consider Danger a forward? No, Danger Hybrid. plays mid.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I said, like, Tim Kelly's probably their best mid. Um, yeah, I don't know. As I said, it's just a list of five. Yeah. Wait, um, who'd you put I wasn't going to put two Geelong people in it. If you were going to pick one. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I'm a big fan of Josh Kelly because he's got the skill. But Cripper Josh and- Kelly is awesome, isn't he? Yeah. He's so He's another one who just uses the ball so well. We didn't have Canelio in there. Yeah, he's probably another one. It's pretty hard to do. You asked for five, I gave you five. Yeah. <laughs> probably to stick with mine, stick fat. It was a good five. Yeah.
0: Um, caretaker coaches. Is it an awkward posi- well? Is it an awkward position for Carlton and North Melbourne right now if they were thinking about trying to appoint somewhere else? Uh,
2: yeah, because I think what? Yeah. Like what if they keep winning? Well, say probably maybe maybe Carlton. Um, I think like when T got that group, mm-hmm. probably like as a playing group, they might be they would probably obviously at a very low point confidence and with how they're playing and that sort of stuff and to have the turnaround that he's had in what is it four weeks he's gone two and two or yep and he's been in like win of the season and they're playing you know more high speed high octane game scoring a bit more freely the defensive stuff still standing up which is what Bolton brought to them and really made them a a really hard side to score against but now they've added that attacking element as well which Mm. is almost they look a bit like Adelaide now when they get the ball because that's where he come from and yeah, I think he'd be asking the question. And all you can do is, how do you argue with results? Yep, you like can't. You can't. You can trick yourself if you're on a board and think, let's you know, go and get this coach because you can do this. But I think the thing that I love about both caretaker coaches at the moment mm-hmm. is it looks like they've got the players on side pretty easily. Player power. And they have also playing a style that suits their playing group. Yep. I think most sides try and do that, but it looks like, I don't know, just from watching that Carlton, uh, they look like they're having a bit more fun yep. when you're playing footy. You know, they're running, they're playing on, they're spreading the ball. You know, Charlie Kernow kicked six, what, didn't he, one week when he, when he was there? Yep. And, you know, I think if you had have said they'll win that game on the weekend without no Chris McKay, Kernow going down. Yeah, so, no way.
0: Um, Do you know what's really difficult, though, for this club? that you, we, we just briefly mentioned the player power there. Like, what... Not uh, Reese Shaw has clearly got all the North Melbourne players on side. Now, how do the club's power brokers turn their back on that in a
2: way? Like he got the forty thing, though, players. The one thing with um, that's the hard thing to say. Like because you have got all the players on side, is they're already assistant coaches there, so it's not like a new person's come in. Yeah. So say for us, if um Bucks like tomorrow, yep. oh, guys, I'm done. Got the limit. And Robert us. Harvey was to take. The um, head coaching gig, yeah, he would have all the players on side because we all we all love halves, yeah. <clears> so <clears I up. think, yeah, like that sort of thing. I don't know; it's hard to judge because, like you know, I heard that from people at North that they loved Shorey when he came across from Sydney in the preseason. Yeah. So he obviously built really good relationships and stuff like that. So, Early. you know, it's not like a foreign person coming in and they're all of a sudden just like, oh, this guy's the Messiah. Yeah. So I think, but that's the that's the benefit and bonus of these caretaker coaches; they've got the players implementing implementing a game plan. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's and this I don't know, it's a little bit of Steve Hawking's thing about, you know, the industry down. Is like, do we give our head coaches so much work, so yeah. much responsibility to do that they forget they've just got so much on their plate that they just forget about what actually coaching. makes a really good head coach, which is the player relationships and the yeah. coaching sort of, of side of what things. What happened
0: to Mark Thompson in two thousand and six,
2: get back to coaching. Yeah. So I could just you wonder if that side of things because these guys are just come in energetic young not bogged down by all the extra stuff that coaches have got to do yeah and you know they just they're just going and coach and they look like they're having fun they're relaxed their boxes like when you show up to the box they're always having like a smile or giggle look pretty composed but yeah i don't know like do they feel like it's a free hit is that why the pressure's not on because everyone i speak to in coaching because i want to coach they always say everybody changes once they sit in the hot seat yeah and that's you know that's your you are the head coach for two years, there's your contract, blah, blah, blah. Everyone changes. So yeah.
0: I don't know. But I like,
2: I, like what's, I like the story. I like how both guys are, are coaching. And, um, and I think, too, that the competition's so easy, that, I mean, so even mm. that, um, you know, it's just adding, like, you know, Carlton to go over to Freo and get that win. And yeah. they've been playing pretty good footy Freo. It also shows if you're off your game by a couple of percent, this competition's so easy and you can't, no matter the ladder position, you can't take anyone lightly
0: one of the most profound things you've said on this podcast over the past few years when bucks many. was under the pump there are many profound Thank things you. um yeah. one of the was that's when uh, bucks was under the pump and then purdy said that he's not going anywhere for the end of the season you said that the, yes, pressure, the pressure on was he, off yeah yes and you said it was only after that pressure valve released that you realized how much guys were walking on eggshells yeah. week week to week. Yeah. And it was just a f- fabulous, honest insight, you know, a real-time comment about the inside of a football bubble. Yeah. And that seems so true now when you look back on North Melbourne and you look back on Carlton in particular when their coaches were under the pump, yeah. that they were so – stagnant maybe or concerned, worried, Yeah, you know, that that pressure really told on them. And clubs, when the pressure is on, clubs say, we don't listen to the external noise, it makes no sense to us. The reality, that's bullshit. Yeah. The reality is totally different. And in that comment, you said probably what a lot of people aren't prepared to say, and it's been clear, it's been really evident this season, I reckon.
2: Yeah, well, the pressure, and it builds on all the players too, like the young, young guys and then... The senior guys are trying to make sure everyone just tastes focused at training, but yeah, like as I said, I said uh, with the with Bucks and his stuff it was like you didn't, you literally were going into a game and you were so focused on what you had to do, but like in the back of your mind, you're like, if this scoreboard is really ugly today, trouble. We don't know if he's going to be here tonight. Yeah, what's going to happen? Mm. And then the Hawthorne yeah. game, halftime, you were down by six goals or whatever. It yeah, was. and then um, and then you win, and you just feel so like. Relieved for the group that you got to win, and the and it was and almost the roller coaster yeah. you're talking about before trying to avoid. Yeah, and it. you don't want to avoid that, but when you're in that situation, you're literally riding that roller coaster. Yeah. Or, I know I was, and the yeah. group was, and yeah. you know the cameras are there every day, and yeah. The, I think the best thing that clubs can do is just like make a decision, and it's I know it's against what clubs want to do because it's like publicly, they don't need to say anything, but it even just stops the media scrutiny on the club straight away which is the one that the players have to deal with every day guys on boards um, you know board members and stuff they don't see this they know the scrutiny it is but like the real life living that every day takes us toll oh it wears you down and going into games thinking geez if we don't perform you know our coach could lose his job or if we perform we've bought him another week yeah Um, yeah I remember when Purdy came out and just said like Bucks has got to the end of the season the camera stopped turning up yeah we could have fun about footy again. We didn't. Yeah. I think we ended up winning five of our last yeah. seven games, or four, or whatever it was. But because the coaching story is always the biggest story. Oh, well, in we footy. just knew we had seven games. Yeah. Like we can play. We didn't have to perform like it was our grand final every week. We had. We could work on our game over seven weeks and Exhaled. build. Yeah. Not like every week was. Every week was like an elimination final almost, mm. and it just was tough it emotionally. Just drained you. Yeah.
1: What about? horse in that situation it's a bit different because he's not under the pump but do you reckon that
2: talks did you see him
0: on 360 yeah <laughs> i yeah, was- to north ah uh, Sydney <laughs> that wasn't great and they're probably talking
2: about north um, so much to him yeah pick is coming out on <laughs>
1: scn and and his comments but would you be thinking about that as a player would you be thinking like is he oh, going to be my coach next year probably yeah i reckon they would especially if you're later on in your career
2: yeah i guess they'd They've probably had a conversation already inside their club about what's happening, but they haven't let the public know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's natural that players would want to know what's happening and, or ask the question or yep. the question if it's still up in the air, the players would it'd yep. be still up in the air in their mind. Yeah. Because we've seen with players how you know players move and no one sort of expected it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we know the coaching side of things is almost exactly the same. So, yeah, I'd imagine that. I don't know. I'd assume... Mm. That until they put it to bed One way or another It's going to be bubbling away
1: Did you like how Clarkson handled it? Telling the players And then uh, Was it Bruce came out In his press conference And just said Clarko told us he's staying
0: I'm not 100% convinced he's staying Sorry
1: But no. where, this has been around for years So there's yeah, got to be been,
2: Clarkson's been going to go Every time there's a vacancy So yeah. he's stayed so far And nah. I just seem as an but incredibly be... loyal bloke But what if the Hawthorne players wanted a fresh voice or needed a fresh well, voice? Well, I think to... if they all went to him and said, we want a
0: fresh voice, then well, yeah. he would step aside. So who at Hawthorne can... Good luck can... knocking can... on his door saying yeah. that. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Yeah. He, I think he runs the club and that, that would actually be a really difficult proposition, even if some players did feel that. And even if... And in terms of the direction of the club, you know, like the board or the football management or the list management team have got to stand up to Clarko too if they have a difference of opinion yeah, but he's like such the, a big personality at that football yeah, club Scotty this
2: is where we disagree because you've got one of the best coaches if not the best of all no, time no I don't dispute that and then we have this fascination in footy that like 10 years is too long at a club well Lee Matthews who's probably the greatest player that's ever played the game is a firm believer in that yeah but then you have a look at the most successful coaches in world sport mm-hmm. Billichek. Greg Popovich How long has he been there? Been there forever. Been through a rebuild, got them in playoffs again, keeps them in playoffs, been there forever. He knows basketball. So like, why would you get rid of a guy like that? Oh, Because the list needs to be like... (laughs) They need a new voice. They need a new voice. You've got the guy (laughs) teaching teaching them the right way to play footy, blah, blah, blah. You know, Bill Belichick. Like there's... I know that's one school of thought, 10 years is too long, but then there's a body of evidence that the best coaches in the world, Phil Jackson, the Bulls, like... They mm. can get it done. They know how to get it done. And, you know, yeah, I think that you've got to look a bit broader than just, you know, if he wanted to step aside, then I think it's fine. But if he still feels passionate about it and wants to keep going, well, you'd be crazy. Imagine if you were like an 18-year-old kid at Hawthorne being like, oh, we got rid of Clarkson because the club thought we were getting a little bit stale. Yeah. Like
0: I still what, what if they Clarkson play a wants real to contend? What if he wants to stay up and top up again and and
2: the list management team say, mate, we have to go back to the draft for two or three years? Yeah, well, that might be the discussion and then they figure out if he wants to go through that process with them. Mm. But if he said, all right, let's go down that path, we'll rebuild and stuff and I can do the rebuild and take us back to the um, premiership, and you're going to say no to a guy who's done it four times? No, you're probably not, especially when he's contracted. Exactly.
0: Of course, uh, Scott and Braden, we are brought to you proudly by the George 162 Collins Street. I know, Scott, you love um, the sticky pork and you keep banging favorite. on about that, mate. But um, the... favourite. Sticky chilli camera wings. Cockade? Did I say that correctly? Sticky Sticky chili, chili
2: caramel wings.
0: Caramel wings. Oh, I can eat a whole bowl of them. In fact,
2: I've seen you eat a whole bowl of them. Yeah, so good. (laughs) True
0: story. The pork, uh, the slow cooked lamb shoulder too. You can just you take your time with that one. Okay, you just, you know, <laughs> over a beer like or two. The, the funniest thing the is, this isn't
2: a J over like number of sittings. It's just one sitting <laughs> for J. Uh, you get
0: here, great uh, rooms for a couple of cocktails, a couple of beers, before the football. Do whatever you like. Come and bring your missus or come and bring your fella, whatever way, you know, whatever you want to do. Bring your mates. Bring your mates. Whatever. Come hang out with us. Great spot. George on Collins Street, 162. Collins Street for all your food and dining.
1: I just wanted to say the prawns. Yeah, the
0: prawns are probably the best, aren't they? Hey, um, big week a couple of weeks ago, Scott. um, (laughs) Every week's a big week. (laughs) 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 You would have thought how many games you played now nearly 290 that you've seen most things in football that you might have sort of covered all bases by now. You had the Rat Pack, uh, all the stuff that goes along with having Bucks and you've seen your coach and um, blah, blah, blah. But when one of your teammates... Oh, in fact, you didn't even tick this box before when Heath Shaw and Nick I Maxwell did. had sort of... I was, was going <laughs> to say,
2: we've seen it all had <laughs> a yeah, so. practice. When yeah. your
0: young man, Jaden Stevenson, who looks like he's a popular kid and one of the favourites at the club, very important to your forward line, or he certainly was, um, goes and bets on Collingwood games. What was your first reaction
2: to um, that? When you first
0: heard it, just take us
2: through like everything, how the cogs sort of, turned. Yeah. When you hear it, you're just like, Did you what? believe it? You're sort of like, what, really? Like, no way. And you're like, oh, yeah, and then my experiences probably told me that he might have. And then, yeah, and then obviously when it come out that he had and, um, yeah, you're just sort of like a bit stunned. Like all the incidents, I don't know, you just – All stupid shit. Yeah, you just don't really think your players will do it. And that. But as you said before, like I've seen um, a lot of stuff happen in my time at the club and, mm. um, you know, so, yeah, we – sort of you, you deal with it the best way you can deal with it which I think our club handled that really well and yeah now we you know unfortunately we don't have Steve for 10 weeks so not only has he made a mistake sort of you know with his betting on footy but he hurts us with not being able to be there because he's a very important player to how we play and um, yeah 10 weeks without him is you know hurts before we get too serious? Did you give him what grade level? Did you? This did you give nah, him? Nah, this that goes straight higher than me. This this sort of He's mistakes. He got the Walshie death <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, it's the Walshie. So
1: God, you never want to talk to yeah, the Walshie yeah. when it's yeah
2: bad. But like, there's you know, there's we get educated about this sort of stuff and all the time, like well, boringly once, so. No, nah, once a year, right? We get educated about don't bet on your own games. Don't bet on games, and you do a survey about. Right or wrong, and if you get any wrong, you have to keep going. You have to keep going back and do it. Mm-hmm. So you know what it. It's you not a tricky, do, survey, but nah. <laughs> but oh no, you'll be surprised at like. So you know, like you know, like say if there was a market for Borman versus Blackburn in EFL, like AFL players, I'm pretty sure aren't allowed to even gamble on that like we're not allowed to, like so yeah. just they like, throw up all this random stuff so pretty much though everyone knows you don't gamble yeah. on yeah. you just clear of footy in general yeah. yeah. so yeah but when it come up it was you know Jaden's not the first and he won't be the last player mm-hmm. that makes the stupid mistake and the thing is it's like all for what $36 worth of bets like yeah, and he was like I don't, I don't that's know that's just boredom
0: isn't it yeah or it's just boredom and I think
2: I habit. think it was um, I think Luke Beveridge spoke about it Saying about we have too much free time on our hands and we get paid, you know, too much money and stuff like yeah. that. And I, you know, I agree with the free time side of things. That's not a the, PA not the pay, thing. But I hope you're only there like that. three and a half days a week.
0: What's that? You're only there three and a half days a week, eh? Hey?
2: Yeah. Oh, we, like, yeah, you're there when you, but it's just the downtime. And I, like, often thought, should you, in your first four years, should you be made to like like the college system in America? Should be made to be studying, working, whatever? because we, I thought you were. We, Yeah, you do like courses and stuff and there's AFL sports ready that everyone does in their first year. But then from the second year onwards, I don't know, should you be made to do something? Because early in your career, Surely. you get used to having time off, so you expect it type mm. thing. Whereas, you know, and one of the biggest issues in footy is after you leave the game, most people are worried about what are they going to do next? Whereas if you're in the footy for four years and you walk away with the, you know, three years of your building apprenticeship done or two years of a university degree, yep. that sort of thing's accounted for, which you know, the college system in America does really well. So yep. I don't know, I just thought, you know, would that be a good option? Would you know, mm. if players all had to study or do something in their first four years, yep. it sets them up for life after footy. And even at yep. the time they might hate doing it. Yeah, They'll appreciate it at that time. And I know like I certainly if I was made to study I probably would have hated it in my first few years, but you'd really appreciate it in the back end. So, did you and Howie have to convince Stevo to I like what you've
0: done there to go to Walshy e. into it? Well, you're you're the captain. <laughs> I'm sure this come across your nah, desk. So, I think did you have um, to convince him, or did he put his hand up and self-report himself?
2: Um, no, what well, clear it up. The the um, discussion was with Howie, and then from there it was let's like this is the channel it needs to go, so it needs to go to Walshy. Um, let like his- like, any, it had to say, if Steve had to come to me, I would have taken it straight to Walshie, exactly what Howie did. Because, geez, I don't know what to do with that sort of stuff. Like, that's I'm like captain of the team. I can't, mm. I don't know who I'm supposed to bring at AFL or what mm. you do or whatever. So, yeah, I thought Howie handled himself really well. Um, you know, and I spoke to Howie about it as well and just yeah. said, like, literally, there's nothing more you could do for him if you tried to sweep that under the carpet. And that come out... You're implicit. Like, you would have gotten so much shit. Steve, I would have... Like, the club would have been attacked from everywhere. There'd be more questions asked about more players, how much stuff have players tried to cover up in the past. Whole can of worms opens up if you try and do that sort of stuff, so... So you did the right thing, Howie? Oh, well, what do you... I don't know. What would you like... If you, if you were at my football club playing yep. and that situation happened, yep. you got the two choices it under the carpet and hope yep. it never gets caught. Or no, I reckon 10 years ago, Sky,
0: and look, I could be wrong here, but I reckon 10 or 20 years ago, you give real thought to getting in a room.
2: Oh, 100%. Yeah. And just
0: and,
2: no one say anything. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But yeah. this day and age, yeah. everything gets out, blah, blah, blah. It's the wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. I reckon. So the old hand- school football mentality. <clears throat>
0: In a way, it's tempting, and I think we spoke to Walsh about this, but it'd be tempting to give that some thought and just say, like, right, can you trust your mate, Steve O, not to say anything? Yeah. Um, well, let's all just forget this ever happened. Yeah. But if Steve O, I mean, we're told that Steve O had two bets on his mate's account and one bet on his own account. Yeah. And that's the issue because yeah. if he has had a bet on his own account
2: under his own name, yeah. then
0: they're going to catch him. On
2: well, the other thing, too, is one's if, you know, a year passes and he thinks, oh, well, we swept that one under the carpet. I'll, I'll do it again and I just will not say anything at all to anyone so you reckon Rob? that wouldn't have taught Steve-O the lesson I, you wouldn't I, have been good I for I don't know long but term. you just don't know like hmm. say with like um, like, and we've had as you said a few cases but you know with like how Geordie responded from some of his stuff yeah. education blah 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 comes out the other end and learnt so much from it and Steve-O will learn so much from this and Fair yeah, point. I reckon how we handled it as a club was A plus literally would be a case study for other clubs of this is how it needs to be handled. So last one. Is it awkward between Steve-O and Howie? No, not at all. Um, there's a theory that that's the, – oh, you're no, aware of the theory no, that no doubt there'd that's be the people, people would put that out there, and if I was a reporter, you'd put it out there just to see if you can get a nibble on it. But there's – like, <laughs> Steve-O's one of the most – Bait the hook. <laughs> Steve-O's Steve one of the most easygoing, laid-back, lovable blokes, yeah. and then Harry's probably the next best in that scenario. So – there's no awkwardness at the club at all. He said sorry. Yeah, He realised he's hurt more than just his own little reputation or anything like that. It's you know, oh, hurting it the came. club and how he's commended for how he handled it. Because, mm-hmm. as I said, imagine if that imagine if we're sitting here right now, and my phone rings and it's this story and it's come out because no one said anything while she got hold of it. Wouldn't look good. Jesus, I don't reckon I'd rock up the, the club for a week. Yeah. Well, that could, and that could be career over stuff for Steve or thereabouts. Well, yeah, just, yeah, we, we handle it the right way. And I'm yeah. happy with how it all played out and yeah, proud of how he how he handled
0: himself. Coco, the question's fair about Steve on Howie, isn't it? Because from outside, from a superficial perspective, after having this situation, you would understand that there could be some tension there, couldn't you? Or is that totally off the mark?
1: I can see why someone would think that. I'd kind of more think that it was good that he had a mentor that kind of looked after him. And in the end, you'd look back on that and... Thank Howie for yeah. kind of what he did.
2: Yeah. Jordy, so Geordie is one of my closest mates and like I would say yep. or if Geordie was ever talking and they said like if something happens at the club and who would you go to for advice, I reckon he'd list me in his top three. Yep, I could not have given him a bigger spray when he did what he did. Yeah. And if there was ever going to be awkwardness between two people, it yeah. would me and Geordie, and there's nothing like no. whereas as tight as can be. If you haven't heard the Jordan to go episode, I think it was yeah, uh, it's available oh, on our episode yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. Tune in, like it, subscribe. You will hear
0: that uh, great chemistry between yeah. uh, the master yeah. and apprentice, Mr. Miyagi and Daniel yeah. son. And will- Trust
2: me, on the field too, there's like brutal sprays and stuff. So, like, yeah, I know it was an off field incident, but on the field, there's some stuff that gets said that. Between teammates. Oh. It's savage. Yeah. Then the game finishes and they're like sitting together having a laugh, like <laughs> yeah. talking because it's just in the heat of the moment. And, you know, yeah. nothing's ever a personal attack at a football club. Mm. So, okay, yeah. Maybe we should All introduce a bit Rosen. more of
0: that mid-podcast. Just a spray. Bit of feedback. As, <laughs> yeah, bit of feedback. I would say yeah,
1: yeah. I just thought how stupid because Steve-O's an awesome kid. But even AFL staff, staff-wide, staff aren't allowed to bet. You get monitored. If you make a bet on your own account, they pick it up. So, it was really serious. Well, it's the um, whole
2: reason why we're not allowed to have, like, phones and stuff yeah. anymore in the rooms, mm. which is, like, I think we're, like, the only one in world sport. Like, I know NBA guys are on their phones all the way up until the game starts pretty much and yeah. all that. And but it I guess really that's cracked the, down in recent times yeah. on that, didn't it? Well well, like, we've got, like, if you go to the footy now, though, you have a look at, like, every billboard, every banner around the ground. It's all got to do with the betting agency promoting gambling on the game. And you have a look at three-quarter time. They don't put the stats up. They put the... Well, the odds at three quarter time, and you yep. can live bet, yeah, and stuff like that. So, are you one of the people who would be prepared
0: to take a pay cut to eliminate all betting advertising from the game? Um, oh, I'm not here
2: nor there on it, really. Like, I don't know. I well, that's like I don't. I don't bet. So, um, and like I know as a player, you're not allowed to bet. So, um, and I know people in society gamble. People in society do drugs. They drink. They. Mm-hmm eat shit with their diet so it's not like mm-hmm. I don't not know. at the George oh no. no this is all but really yeah, nutritious I, like I, I don't know I guess if as I said I don't have a personal connection with it so yep. I don't really I feel I don't strongly really, about it yeah it hit me strongly but yeah I don't know like maybe you know if I have heard stories about kids saying that at three quarter time they think their side's going to win because they're paying a dollar oh one. like I don't like hearing that about kids yep. I think they should just be Watching the game, but yeah, I understand the commercial element too, and they pay big bucks to get there, and it's how the game goes around. Before we
0: finish up, there's free agency madness in the NBA, Scott. I know you'll be paying very close attention to this. Mm. Brooklyn have got um, KD. KD and Kyrie, who doesn't, speaking about sort of popular teammates and stuff, he doesn't, he seems doesn't a bit see high, high on the list, does he? No, he seems no. a bit on the nose, um, yeah, Uncle Drew. He does. So, He's going to be quite interesting. They got the defensive piece there with DeAndre Jordan, and it's left the Lakers as we stand. I haven't seen any watch bombs in the last half an hour, but um, it seems like um, Kawhi is still deciding whether that's to um, go to the Lakers
2: or stay at Toronto. I'm yeah. not sure, but it has been they spent volatile. Like 900 and something million on day one of free agency,
0: and ridiculous, mo- yeah, ridiculous yeah. money for some of these players, yeah,
2: like super maxes and maxes, yeah. and. Yeah, Who's been an the answer. big
0: winner? Who's been the big loser, Scott?
2: Uh, I think Golden State because they got they lost KD, which was like going to be massive. They're the big winner but or the big loser? I think they're a big winner because KD was going to go and he could have gone for nothing. But they are able to get um, D'Angelo Russell in as a piece, four-year max deal. So now they've got a piece, like a trade piece, that if they want to use that at any time, they can trade him to get a package back or he might fit and play really well. So...
0: Doesn't he just run the point? But they're small ball yeah, now. Then with player and Steph,
2: they like to play small ball. But yeah, but I just think like in terms of assets, you've got a, you lost a massive one, and you're able to get something back instead of just losing it and getting nothing back. So hmm. I think they managed to do well there. Um, clearly, Brooklyn have done amazing, getting KD, DeAndre Jordan, Kyrie. New York big loser, <laughs> weren't oh, prepared to offer. Stop KD there for a second. Max.
0: Yeah. So they, they get rid of Paul Zingas, <laughs> clear the whole cap to get a big fish. They end up with Taj Gibson, Bobby Portis. Julius Randle. And Julius Randle. Yeah. Not, now, that's like going for Steve Canelio and ending up with me.
2: Yeah. Is no, yeah. yeah, that a bit Andy. harsh? No, no that's <laughs> about right. Um, <laughs> no, but they've built a lot of their players, like one-on-one deals, so they can load up again next for and have another crack. But, Just have another go. Yeah, but they... Just I don't, I don't know why they released that press statement saying that KD wasn't going to get the max at our club.
0: So a don't say thing anything. To say. Just
2: say we missed out. He picked them over us. Yeah, we did everything we could. Yeah. So now it seems like he wanted to go to them, but they didn't offer him the money. So Jesus.
0: What about I'm a Celtics man, and we get Kemba Walker. I like, that, like that underrated move, Scott. We lose Horford. Hallford.
2: Yeah, losing Al Horford I think hurts too, though. Such a glue guy, but I like Kemba Walker. Because I think he'd be he'll be willing to be coached by Brad Stevens. I don't know if Kyrie was happy with how they used to play the offense team basketball. I think Kyrie Kyrie's was on the of, island
0: on his own. Yeah,
2: Kyrie likes to be on the island at the top and a bit of look at me time. And
0: yeah, what's your prediction on what Ka- Kawhi does? Kawhi. Kawhi Dennis. I think
2: Kawhi will stay for. He'll sign a two year deal with a player option for the second. Mm. He'll stay with Toronto for one more. Yeah, and then get a look at, at what's happening. What do you think Steve Canuelian does? Uh, I think is he good at basketball? That's better a good at, fo- transition. better good at transition. Better at football. Um, Steve Cornelio will sign a one plus one at GWS short term player option for the second
0: year. Yeah, and he can make a decision then. Ooh, might be doing this again next year. On uh, <laughs> maybe Cornelio, he's <laughs> a gun. Not in uh, our top five uh, on ballers though. Oh boy, um, Scott, it's been um. Great to have a chat, Coco. Great to see you. been
1: I mean, good to be back.
0: Yep. You and I gotta get on the treadmill, I think, in the second <laughs> half of the season. So um
1: We need to be a bit more transparent with our fan base, I reckon. You again? They need to We're back right and we're we're, g- we're gonna have a crack. We're gonna have a good run all yeah. the way through to the Are end we? of the season. Weekly to
2: the end of the season. All right.
1: All the way up until the grand final. Oh, I'll call an calendar. extended
2: mid season. We did.
0: <laughs> a few things popped up. A few <laughs> things we had a betting scandal <laughs> yeah. to deal with and uh No, sick this children is something that we
1: haven't brought up. Well well, we couldn't do the pod because Scott's gallivanting around with his Tag Hoyer mates. Yeah, no, that his was in, watch and no, no that was a Wednesday. The,
2: happened. We record on a Tuesday. Yeah. Well, you, you had were, you were I was in jet. Sydney
0: for a lunch and he has announced we well, haven't acknowledged this yet which is rude on your behalf Coco but oh, you yes. now <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> are you expecting your second child or not you but your oh, lovely yes. wife Alex so yes. congratulations <laughs> thank mate. you your life's about to change you think you get no sleep as it is you wait till number two comes along, mate <laughs> I'm looking forward to it oh boy well done <laughs> congratulations and a baby thank girl you.
2: yes baby girl pigeon pair. yes I didn't know what that meant until someone said to me and I quickly looked it up perfect
0: hope she gets Elle's looks You would think so. (laughs) should be right either way. Oh, listen to this, man. Hey, thanks for joining us. We appreciate um, you putting up with us. How's uh, Swanee's podcast going? Is that Uh, still going? We we, uh, we
2: just look after our own backyard here. We don't throw
0: stones. He sort of potted us and then he's got canned. It's been a bit interesting, right? Swanee, you a big... You you just (laughs) try to pot and don't. Don't. We do our thing. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, We will see you next time on the Jock and Journo Show. Bye for now. Thank you.